Hello, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I am your host, Joe Violetta, and we have a special show for you tonight. I think I say that every single week, but tonight's a little bit different. We are bringing you your property investment starter class. So if you have ever dreamed of buying an investment property, but you're just not sure where to start or what it involves, or is it even possible for you, this is the show for you. So listen up, get a pen, get some paper, because we are going to take you through exactly what the first steps are when you want to buy an investment property, how to figure out if it's possible, who you need on your team. We're even going to cover some of the biggest mistakes investors make or first-time property investors make and some great expert tips as well. So who do I have in the studio tonight to take us through your property investment starter class? We have our finance segment presenter, Carl Violetta, in the studio. Welcome. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you for coming in. Now, I'm feeling like your mic isn't on. I'm going to try this again. Take two, here we go. Welcome to the studio, Carl. Hi, how you doing? Oh, That's that, better. <laughs> that sounds much better. Yeah. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we are going to get stuck into our property investment starter class. Now, if you already own a property, an investment property, don't tune out just yet because I still still think there is going you you can get a lot of value from tonight there's still going to be some gold in here for you so coming up after the break we're going to get stuck into our property investment starter class and of course as always we also have the property geek out with tara welcome back to the dream home movement only here on rwp fm take me home tonight i just want to show you the truth Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement and welcome to your property investment starter class. And we have Carl here in the studio to take us through our class. You're kind of like our teacher. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, um, I'm here to part some wisdom uh, about getting into uh, buying your first uh, investment property. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Welcome. Now, <laughs> if you're a regular listener to the show, you will recognize Carl's um, silky vocal cords <laughs> from our finance segment. You should see the look he's just given me from our finance segment. It's not sil- silky. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop doing that. From our finance segment, Carl has helped hundreds of local families buy their first homes, buy their second homes, refinance their mortgages and buy their first and their second and their third investment properties so carl you're a mortgage broker by trade you own the award-winning violetta finance if you recognize the surname (laughs) the word violetta that's because it's my surname and it's carl's surname it's the name of our business because we're a husband and wife team aren't we yes we are (laughs) we're still together we are yeah and loving every minute of it (laughs) thank you we are (laughs) all right Let's get all this awkwardness out the way and get stuck into the class. First question, I think what we need to get, what we need to just get out in the open is kind of like the elephant in the room, which is, do you need to be wealthy to invest in property? Because I think a lot of people don't, they they might dream of buying an investment property, 
but they think it's only for the su- the super rich people that are really well off. You know, you got to have Kim Kardashian style cash. Mm. Is that true? Do you need to be wealthy? No, you don't. You don't need to be wealthy. But what you do need is a stable income. With lending, uh, in particular for uh, many banks, they need to see that you've got regular income. In in regards to the types of incomes, it's obviously um, if you work nine to five, if you're self-employed, if you only work casually, that's all good. Obviously, rental income plays a big part uh, with buying an investment property. Another key part of uh, getting into uh, buying a property is to have a deposit. Uh, Saving up for a deposit is the proven method to uh, uh, acquiring uh, a property. Uh, If you're already a property owner, then you can use the equity that you've got in your existing property. And what I find uh, with my clients is that's what they do. You know, they've, they've bought their property uh, five, ten years ago, they've been paying down their own mortgage and, you know, they've got quite a lot of equity and uh, they're thinking of their future. So, you know, property is a great vehicle to put your investments in, you know. Um, if you buy the right property, then, you know, you can see the growth of that particular investment and, you know, it will allow you to buy a third one as well. And that's why uh, lots of um, Australians use bricks and mortar as, as a key investment strategy. Okay, so you don't need to be wealthy, but you do need to have a, a, steady, a steady income and you need to have some sort of deposit, be that cash or, or leveraging the equity in your home, yeah. in your current property. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so... We okay, so that's good. So we we can move on now because we know that it it is attainable. You don't. It's it's not an impossible dream if you've got those key ingredients: the the steady income and you've got the the deposit or the equity. What are the first steps that you need to take to buy your first investment property? You need to get an understanding of what can you borrow. If you're a property owner, you've got some equity. Great. Fantastic. That's a starting point because you've already got a, a, uh, a deposit, essentially, that you can contribute towards the purchase. So you want to be able to measure what are your capacity to borrow. You need to see me in relation to that or you need to see your, you know, uh, a mortgage broker that you already got a relationship with. And we can help you basically calculate how much you can borrow and work out based on your income and based on your deposit, what kind of property you can buy. That's an excellent starting point because you've, customers have then got a reference point. Great, you know, I can borrow, borrow an investment property up to 600,000, fantastic. That, that would be the starting point. And then from there, you need to build a team, right? You need to build a team of professionals. So I don't know whether you want to cover that off right now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah great, it sounds great. good. So after the uh, the meeting with uh, with me, then you need to see your accountant. The reason why you see your accountant is that you want to get an understanding of the tax implications and the uh, what are the deductions that you can have on your tax return based on buying this investment property. You know, is it going to put you in a worst off? 
financial position with your tax or better off financial position with your tax. And that's why it's really important to see an accountant. And you also want to check what sort of properties should you buy based on the price point that you were given by your broker. Do you buy a brand new uh, investment property, so off the plan, or do you buy an established property? And how old should that property be? You know, and what are the again? What are the what 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 can be deducted um, off uh, the tax returns based on those types of properties? Then after that meeting, um, you would. It's a really good idea to see a financial planner. Financial planner will give customers some understanding on um, how that investment might put them in a uh, in a better position over the long term of that investment. Basically designing a plan around, around that purchase of that investment property. Talk about exit strategies on that investment property. And, and with exit strategy, you know, you wanna have those kind of conversations um, with your accountant as well, because there are gonna be some tax implications around that, you know, such as capital gains tax, and work out a, a, a suitable uh, strategy on how you might be able to avoid that. And then the other professional that you want to have in your team is a conveyancer, which will assist with reading with contracts. Particularly when you're buying property off the plan, you want to be very, very careful. Uh, and you want, you want a professional to read over that document before you, know, you put ink to paper. So those are sort of my top three team members that you should have, top four, including, including myself or a mortgage broker, that you should have in your team. Okay, so let's let's backtrack. I want to get very clear on these steps. So your first step, you need to understand how much, if you already own a property, you need to understand how much equity you've got in your property. Yeah, so uh, a basic example of that is if you own a house and it's currently valued at 300,000, 600,000 I should say, and you have a home loan, and the current balance is 250,000. Well, you know, you've got quite a lot of equity there. And most lenders will lend up to 80% of the value of your home. We keep it at 80% so you don't pay lenders mortgage insurance, but you can go up to 90% if you choose to. But bear in mind that, you know, at that level, you're gonna need to pay insurance for the for the loan so you know that's that's a basic example of of measuring how much equity you've got in regards to the purchase of the investment property then depending on the structure of the loan um, again that's where our financial planner is going to be very helpful in terms of discussing how the loan should be structured um, your accountant's going to be able to assist with that as well in relation to um, whether you do principal and interest repayments or interest only now from a lending perspective, many banks will uh, only provide interest-only loans when you when customers have at least ten percent equity in the in the investment property. It is better to be at the eighty percent mark again because you know you don't want to pay dead money on the on the lender's mortgage insurance. But when you've got no choice, you've got no choice. You know, you you, run, you go with what you what you can get. In terms of the structure of the on the loan, that's obviously going to be very important for a cash flow purposes. You know, because 
you still need to make sure that you can afford to repay your living expenses plus your existing mortgage and an investment property. A good financial planner is going to help you map out a budget so that, you know, you're not going to put yourself in a big financial position, uh, in financial hardship in relation to that. Okay, so the first, we need to figure out how much equity we have in our, in our home or we have a saved up deposit mm -hmm. and then uh, we see yourself or the broker that we already have a relationship with and we figure out, our, they will figure out our borrowing capacity mm -hmm. And then the next step, we we start putting our, assembling our, our team. <laughs> and so your accountant, you would see your accountant. I think it's important to point out that it's not it's not just the person it's it's not just the person who does tax returns like a tax agent. They need to be an accountant, certified. Uh, yeah, certified accountant. Yeah. And they need to have some expertise in property strong very strong yeah. understanding yeah. yeah and they need to be also willing to work with your your broker because <laughs> some accountants don't seem to be amenable to uh work teamwork <laughs> not all but not some all, but some yeah. that you may have encountered yeah. your clients may have encountered we work with uh we've got a lot of our clients work with um sam keats who's been on the show before um she's given us advice advice about our investment property as well hasn't she so, yeah yeah i yeah. mean before um you know we uh thought about getting into investment properties i mean that was one of the things that we had a chat to sam um and the conversation around that was around you know uh how much of off the interest of our existing home loan was going to be tax deductible, as an example. Yeah. You know, um, how much rent we, we were getting and, and, you know, just kind of working out some of the details because you've got to get it right from the start, you know, because once you go into it, it's going to be very hard to undo, you know. And I, I, I've, I've come across some customers who've done it not the right way. Yeah. You know, um, they had very little advice and... And, you know, we, we can't undo that, but it kind of gets expensive to to fix those problems. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to get it right in the first place than have to go and un, unravel a mess. Yeah. So your accountant will help you figure out things like the ownership structure, for example. And then I'd say again with your, your planner, you want to make sure that it is someone who is amenable to working with your broker and your accountant as, as part of a team. And a way to figure that out, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a financial planner, a financial advisor, and I said, Karen, how do you figure out if a planner, <laughs> you know, will be willing to work as part of a team? Mm. And she said, just ask them. And they're not, probably not going to say no, but just kind of judge them on the way they, they respond. Like if they seem a bit hesitant, yeah. then chances are they're, they're not going to be a good team player. Yep. And you may want to speak to your broker, your accountant and find out who they usually work with yep. on these, these kind of, um, you know, creating these kind of strategies. And they, you might want to go with, um, with their recommendation. Absolutely. Yeah. And then your conveyance, so well, that's really a, a key player in any property purchase. Yeah, exactly right. They're going to help. Conveyances are going to, like I said, read over the contracts, make sure everything's in order, 
and basically assist with the transfer of ownership from the, the person or the company that you're buying the property from into your name or into another entity's name and and um, and make sure that, you know, that's done correctly um, from the very start. Perfect. Thank you. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to chat about some of the biggest mistakes that Carl had seen investors make. And also we're going to get Carl to share his best tips for um, up and coming property investors. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are delivering to you your property investment starter class with Carl Violetta. All right, Carl, let's, I, before we get stuck into the biggest mistakes that property investors or potential property investors make, mm-hmm. I want to just find out a little bit more about choosing the property that, you, that you're going to purchase as your investment property. Mm. And what I'd like to know is what are the pros and cons of buying a new property, so building something, mm-hmm. as opposed to an established property, so something that's already built, an older property? Okay. Um, well, I'm not a you know, a real estate agent or I'm not, you know, a licensed realtor, right? So um, this is this is not advice. Um, I think cost is a big factor between buying an established property versus buying a property off the plan or buying a house and land package. Buying an established property attracts a higher stamp duty cost compared to buying a property off the plan or buying a house and land package. Stamp duty in Victoria is approximately 5% of the purchase price. So if you're buying a property for $600,000 as an investment property, you know, that's going to cost you 30 grand in stamp duty straight up. If you buy a property off the plan, chances are there's zero stamp duty. Oh, sorry. There's going to be a stamp duty payable, but it's going to be based on the value of the land. Right. So you're only paying stamp duty on the land. Yeah, Yeah, correct. If you're buying a house and land package, it's kind of like the same deal, you know, off the plan. Um, I was thinking of off the plan, like buying a, uh, an investment property as a unit or a townhouse, you know, uh, that hasn't been built before. So in that, in if you bought a townhouse as an investment property, they they are they make great investment property, yeah. in my opinion. Conveyances will just work out the actual portion of the land, and you you pay stamp duty on on that. If you buy a, a house and land package, you know, uh, uh, let's say it cost five hundred thousand, uh, so the land components usually half, so two fifty. And then the construction's about two fifty uh, round figures. So you'd you'd pay stamp duty on the two fifty. Uh, stamp duty on on two fifty would be like twelve and a half thousand dollars. So when you compare buying established at six hundred, stamp duty is going to be thirty grand. Um, when you're buying uh, a house and land package, stamp duty is going to be twelve and a half. So immediately, like you've shaved off half of your cost. That's also important to note. In terms of buying an established property, you know, um, depending on the age of the property, you can only depreciate the fixtures and fittings 
in that property by a certain percentage. An accountant that has a deep understanding about you know investment properties will definitely give you more advice around that topic. When you buy brand new or if you build an investment property from the ground up, then obviously the fixture and fittings are gonna uh, you're gonna have more of a depreciated value on those particular items. Those are sort of the couple of points that I've noticed, which are sort of pros and cons in relation to buying an established and buying off the plan. Can you tell me the biggest mistakes that you see people make when they buy an investment property? Number one off the bat would be not getting professional advice and uh, representation. You know, you've got to do your homework initially and you want to get the right people that can help you achieve your uh, investment property ownership and so you know you start with getting some advice and getting the right people in place and seeing a mortgage broker in that earlier piece will avoid underestimating the cost of purchasing an investment property i don't see a lot of these mistakes come through because they've already received their advice but you know you want to be able to confidently know what your numbers are before you you go out there and and buy something. Buying the wrong property is a massive mistake. And, you know, sometimes people get the, the, they thought that the the right advice and buy properties in Tasmania, buy properties in Cairns, buy properties in some um, suburbs in Brisbane, as an example. Um, And, and, you know, that, there's been no growth on those properties. And and I suppose for property investors, the main reason why they get into property investing is they want the capital growth because the capital growth is is the gold mine. That's that's where the wealth is, is created. That that wealth can allow you to go again, go go and buy another investment property. And so choosing the right area the right city the right state to buy your investment property is is crucial and if you are thinking of buying interstate then you gotta do you gotta double down on your homework and and don't just rely on what you read online you know if you want to go and invest some money in um in far north queensland for an example go and fly up there and actually have a look at the environment and have a look at the the properties of 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 what the market's doing over there. You know, I don't know, maybe I'd say seven, six years ago, I think the rage was to buy property, investment properties in mining towns. This is quite a good example. Where many borrowers or many investors, I should say, bought something and the the value of the property just skyrocketed. And then when the property market collapsed in those mining town, in, in many instances, what they actually owe the bank is less than the value of the, the property that they own. Does that make sense? Or so is, is what they the owe other the way bank. around. The yeah. other way around. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> yeah. So what they owe the bank yeah. is more than what the property yeah. is worth. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I've come across an example where... Even though they've been paying off their mortgage. Yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah. So, you know, someone, um, someone owed... Uh, a bank around about four hundred thousand, and the house was only valued at three hundred thousand, for an example. And and they desperately needed to get out of that loan, 
and they just they just couldn't. Even if they got out of that loan, they still owe the bank a hundred thousand dollars or more. Um, so buying in the wrong area can really hurt a property investor. And another big mistake is not managing your cash flow, and this is where the financial planner piece is is really crucial uh, to the point. So you got to know again, you got to know your numbers of your cash flow to hold on to that property. What what is it going to cost you to hold on to that property? So you're going to pay rates, you're going to pay water. Um, if you're buying an, an apartment, a unit, a townhouse, you might be paying buddy corporate. You need landlord insurance. Uh, what else is that? If the house needs maintenance, you know. You know, you gotta allow for that kind of stuff and you and you gotta get your head around it and so that you've got a bit of a plan when something goes wrong, you know, you you've got a bit of a surplus, you've got a bit of a buffer. It just takes the stress from enjoying that investment property. Um when when you don't know your numbers, when you're don't know what the cash flow looks like, it can be very, very stressful. Um so those are some of the biggest mistakes that I think some investors faces when, when they haven't set up the the, lo- uh, the investment property from the very start. Okay, yeah. So they sound like really costly mistakes <laughs> as well. If When it comes to picking the right area, would you like, so you said go and actually visit the place, mm. but also would it be worth investing in some reports from RP data or something like that? Like what are some other ways that you can investigate whether an area is a good place to buy? Speak to um, other investors that have invested in a particular area, you know, and whether they were happy to invest there or not. Again, as part of your team, I think I haven't mentioned um, and you, you know, definitely should consider actually working with a buyer's advocate or a real estate company that specializes in selling investment properties. Uh, I think that the, and you gotta find the good ones and someone that you can trust and someone that's gonna give you good advice. And again, you know, you wanna talk to investors that have used those, those services of those companies in the past to see if they were really good or not really good. Um, but those those professionals will definitely hold your hand through the process and kind of give you advice around what areas to look at in terms of purchasing an investment property and what areas to avoid. Okay, good. Thank you. What are your best tips for someone who's looking at buying an investment property? I feel like we've covered so much already, but is there anything that we haven't covered as far as tips? Uh, for me, I think knowing your knowing your numbers is is a very important tip um knowing your numbers around um how much it's going to hold you uh how much it's going to cost you to hold that investment property is uh is a key uh you don't want to be freaking out you don't want to be stressing about you know can i meet the uh, repayments for the investment loan you know or can i afford to fix the water hot water tank on the investment property you know stuff like that you just got to have that stuff locked down and prepared you want to try and buy in the right areas in the growth areas as i mentioned investing in property is all about capital growth the capital growth is where you're going to make the money so buying in the right areas is is key um and i 
I really love about what what I really like about inv- um, investing in property is when you be- you invest in investment properties, you, you can't fall in love with the property. You know, it's it's you can't get emotional about it. It's an investment property, so you just got to run the math, and hopefully, it's going to appreciate in value, and that's how you should make your decision. You know, even. You know, I'm a bit different from from others. Even if I'm looking through houses that I want to live in, I don't like. I don't fall in love with that property. I just see that as uh, it's a nice home. Is it going to make me some money one day? That's that's how I kind of view choosing <laughs> choosing a property. What are you laughing at? Because that's where you and I are very different. Yeah. Because I fall. I I am a real estate agent's dream. Because I fall in love with every property I see at an open home and I will just I will talk about it and pine after it for for weeks won't I yeah that's why I think uh (laughs) going going to open homes is is probably not a good idea for you I've banned myself from open homes until I'm 100% ready to to buy but yeah Carl has to talk me down after every single open home well it can get can get a bit painful So, we'll take this discussion yeah, off air, yeah. I think. Carl, that was really comprehensive, really informative. Thank you so much. I hope that you are inspired to take the first steps towards making your your property investment dreams a, real, a reality. Let's make those big dreams of yours a reality. It is possible. You just need the right team, the right information and the right strategy behind you. Go in with a cool, logical head and you can be a property investor too. Carl, where can people find you, follow you, get more information, get in contact with you, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so uh, violetafinance.com.au um, is a good place to look us up. Um, we're also... Uh, on Facebook and we're also on Instagram. Um, so that's uh, Violetta Finance. If you want to have a chat to me, my number is 0424-849-034. Great. Thank you so much. Coming up after the break, we have the Property Geek Out with Tara. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are going to head into the property geek out now with Tara. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Technology is not on my side tonight. All right, here we go. Get your geek on with Tara Vandelite from Janice Dunn Estate Agents and Building Dreams. I'm here tonight to talk to you a little bit about what you can do to improve your home Um, and by improving your home I mean taking it to that next level um, where people are going to get excited about your house that you're going to be excited about living in it but also if you do decide to sell it at any stage buyers are also going to be excited about your house and this is Mornington Peninsula specific so this is what buyers 
every day on the Mornington Peninsula are telling me what they want to buy. Um, so I will sort of tell you what gets them excited so you can decide um, what you can plan in your own renovation um, or your own new build to yeah make your home just perfect for you and perfect for the future. So let's talk about the kitchen, the heart of the home. Now the kitchen is um, the most pivotal place in the house. It's 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 the center. It's it's pretty much that that's an area that you have to get right. That 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 is um, either a deal maker or a deal breaker. The kitchen. Um, people fall in love with kitchens because they spend so much time in there. And they also, they, they cook in there, um, they connect with their family, their friends come into the kitchen space as well. So kitchens are taking on a larger and larger role in people's lives now. Um, so um, the kitchen, it's not just a space where people cook anymore. It's, it's a space where people entertain and they hang out and they, you know, connect with their loved ones again. So it's almost like a, another living space now in the modern modern um, Australian um, house, particularly on the peninsula. So you have to get that right if you want to get buyers excited about buying your home. With some of the features that buyers do sort of go ooh and are over, um, uh, and, and it might surprise you, it's it's not necessarily like really fancy cabinetry or the most high-end handles, although people do love those things. Um, I think you need a nice practical layout. Um, if at all you can include a um, an island bench, that is really a very popular thing. People have come to really enjoy that island bench. If that island bench can be of a large size, even better because the island bench is almost like the modern um, kitchen table like we used to have in the old days. We used to have a kitchen table. Um, that's what the island bench has become. It's sort of like a kitchen table. It's where, you know, people are cooking a little bit, people are hanging out. Um, so if, if that can be a good, comfortable size space, um, people can really picture themselves there. The other thing that... Um, people uh, that that you might want to consider is a pantry so pantries are very much on everybody's wish list and it's 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 been a popular thing for quite some time and I think it will continue to be popular you don't have to have the most amazing butler's pantry um, although it's nice to have absolutely people appreciate a butler's pantry but a pantry space that you can walk into or um, if, you, if your kitchen doesn't allow it, um, just some really, really lovely um, cabinetry that makes it feel like a bit of a special pantry, um, that's, that's a really important thing to have. People do get very excited about their pantries. So um, a butler's pantry or a pantry where you can have some bench space and you can have your appliances in there, that's, that's very desirable. Um, but failing that, um, just really lovely cabinetry, really lovely place to store your food. Um, that that is definitely a must-have in every kitchen now. So um, yeah, so put some love and some really good thought into that pantry um, because it really does get people excited about your home. Some other things that you might want to consider is um, bench tops. So. Still stones, very, very popular. 
um, natural stones, um, uh, like your granites and your marbles. They're really lovely for the island bench, um, but people do want a level of practicality there, so keep that in mind. Um, timber can be nice too on the island bench, but people do get a bit concerned about having timber in their wet areas, so... Um, it's, it, it's a bit of a balancing out there but if, if, if it can be really charming and beautiful um, I think you know anything goes really um, you've got beautiful taps and your beautiful sinks and um, all I can say with that is just make sure that they're in line with the style of your house and they're in, in line with the style of your kitchen because your eye does tend to get drawn to um, the taps and the sink that's yeah, particularly the taps. The taps really sort of do catch the eye and so do the handles. The handles um, are definitely something that catch the eye. So you sort of want your taps and your handles um, to be of a sort of similar theme that suits the house, that suits what you've got in other rooms as well. Um, and if you get that right, um, you'll have a really fabulous kitchen and you'll get to enjoy it too hopefully for a while so that's my hot tips about getting people excited about your kitchen um, I hope everything's going well with your projects and um, if you want to see me you can um, on Facebook I'm on the Building Dreams Facebook group so if you get into Facebook and you search Building Dreams you can find Tara Vandalite there no problem um, you can also contact me um, on my mobile which is 0433 601 578 or you can search um, Tara Vandalite I'm there I'll come up under Janice Dunn Estate Agents and you can find me on the inter on the on the web <laughs> I hope your projects go well and I'll catch you soon Okay, well, thank you so much for that, Tara. I have to agree with Tara. I just love a good pantry. What about you, Carl? Definitely. It's the <laughs> uh, best place to um, store your good stuff. And, um, you know, it, it just needs to look really easy and uh, not cluttered. Yeah, you know, I've got a love affair with our pan organising our pantry. I'm all about you it. You are obsessed about our pantry. <laughs> you were labelling stuff at one point. Yeah. If you want to check out our pantry, go to our Facebook page. I'll, I'll actually share it on the Dream Home Movement Facebook page. I did a live video showing everyone my pantry. Uh, so if you're into it, as I am you should check that out that brings us to the end of the show carl again thank you so much for taking us through the property investment starter class oh you're welcome it was a pleasure <laughs> and a shout out to all of our podcast listeners i know we've got our live show listeners shout out to you and shout out to everybody listening in frankston south that was the biggest suburb listening to most people from that suburb listening to the podcast this week and followed by Carnegie, which is one of my favorite suburbs that I like to visit that we used to live near. Close by. Yeah. Yep. That brings us to the end of the show. So thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye.